Would you like to strengthen your marriage, encourage your children, and grow your family relationships? Join author and international evangelist Sammy Tippett as he ignites the flame in your heart for your family. God bless you and welcome to the broadcast today. We greet you in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and uh, bless you for tuning in today. Shirley and I, I'm David Walker and this is Shirley and uh, we're we're sitting in uh, for Sammy and Tex today. Today we have a very special guest. We're excited to uh, introduce her to you, and and uh, she's just been a dear sister in the Lord for a good while. This is Dawn Jackson, and Dawn, we welcome you to the Legacy Broadcast today. Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure. Welcome. We're so glad you're here. We've looked forward to this. Yeah, we really have. We've we knew that uh, there were going to be a couple of weeks when Sammy would probably be out. Been praying, Lord, who. Who, who do we need to, to have come and, um, come and share and speak uh, to us and with us uh, about some things that are, that are just amazingly relevant in our, in our society, here in the American society, and very likely around the world. Cheryl, let me just kind of turn it over to you, well, if, I, if I could, and you all visit, and I'll listen. Oh, my goodness. Uh, Don is a, a dear friend, and uh, Don, how many years ago has it been since... Uh, first of all, that you came to know Jesus Christ. As my personal Savior, um, probably seven, 16 or 17 years. I grew up always knowing about Him. I grew up in church uh, with religion, but I didn't have a relationship until the early 90s. And what was it? How did that come about? My brother was a very strong Christian, and he would come visit. He was in college. He's much younger than I am, and he would visit us quite often. And I would see him reading his Bible every day. And it was one Christmas. Uh, he was with us, and I just thought, he's always in the Word. And he was always talking about the things of the Lord. And I really, I loved that. And I had been in church and, you know, I knew those stories, but I wanted what he had. And so I thought, you know, you make New Year's resolutions. Okay, I'm going to start reading the Bible every day. Mm -hmm. So I began and immediately it came to life. Mm -hmm. Immediately. And I just oh, I couldn't get enough, and I just kept on. And so then I really wanted to find a church that we could just really be fed. And about that time, the Lord was working on my son. He was uh, in his teenage years at that time. And so um, we got him involved in a youth group. We began going to uh, a church that really taught the Word and uh, helped us get into it, and Mm. it's been amazing. So you were in your Uh 20s, 30s? 30. 30s. 30s. Yikes. Yeah. 30s. Okay. Well, then, then let's right from that point back up okay. and, and talk about another part of your story, uh, which t- took place in your teen years, um, high school, mm-hmm. and you found yourself involved with a young man and I did. pregnant. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, um, I began dating an older boy and um, fell in love. And um, my mother and my dad had always told me sex outside of marriage was wrong. Nice girls didn't do that. But I didn't have any biblical perspective, just that they didn't. And actually, the church I was attending at that time, our youth pastor said, 
that uh, he told a friend of mine, he told a boy, actually, another boy, um, that there was no place in the Word of God that said sex outside of marriage was wrong, that it only talked about adultery. Because I didn't have that foundation of really knowing what the Mm. Word was, in my spirit it didn't seem right, but, you know. So uh, we began having sex, and actually I got pregnant the first time we were ever together. Mm. And when I found out I was horrified, terrified, um, I just, I I felt like just, I was just very, very fearful. What would my parents think? What would his parents think? What would anybody think? And so uh, that was in 1974. Abortion had just been legalized the year before. Mm-hmm. I didn't keep up with current events, but an older friend said, I think you can have something done about it. And that was music to my ears. I didn't know what that meant. I never thought about a baby. I just knew I didn't want to be pregnant. So I found out I was for sure expecting. And she made an appointment. She found a doctor in a town about three hours away. Was this a a teenage friend? No, it was a woman I babysat for. Oh, really? She was... A young woman. She was in her 20s, mm-hmm. but she thought she was helping Help. me. Uh, everybody, I didn't involve many, but I had to involve some people because it was a three-hour drive, and my mom really always knew where I was, so I had to mm-hmm. begin to lie mm-hmm. and um, make up things so that I could get to this other city to have an abortion. And um, so we did, and she dressed up like my mother, mm-hmm. um, gray streaked a wig. Oh, my goodness. Mm-hmm. Really? Yes. Oh. Mm-hmm. I think, I don't, I think we even did fake IDs. I'm not sure how that, and I, maybe we talked about it, but she mm-hmm. literally signed me into the clinic as her daughter under a fictitious name. Goodness. So, um, I'd never been to the doctor before, and uh, the, you know, the female doctor, and so mm. it was very scary, and I didn't know what to expect. And mm. it wasn't until I was in the middle of the procedure that all of a sudden I thought, I am killing my baby. Mm. And I just began to cry, mm. but it was too late. And I walked in the clinic one way and out the door the other Mm. because my life has never been the same Mm. now because jesus redeems Mm. and restores Mm. but it took many 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 years Mm. 30 29 what were the lingering effects of that i mean some people think this is the way i have a problem i'm pregnant Mm -hmm. and i'm gonna the answer is to have an abortion and that's the end of that right but what were the repercussions for you um I had physical repercussions. I I hemorrhaged afterward, and I didn't tell my parents. I could have died in the restroom in my, mm. my home. Mm. Uh, thank goodness I didn't. Mm-hmm. Uh, I had scar tissue, so I later became infertile. I'm not, I mean... I continued to lie to my doctors even. I wouldn't tell them, you know, you have to fill out a form and um, how many pregnancies have you had? One, you know, which is my living son. I would never tell the truth. Mm -hmm. That started a a role of just lies and deception and secrecy and shame Mm -hmm. and guilt. Um, 
It wasn't long after the abortion that I felt so consumed with having another child. I was, it was just, I was obsessed with it. I had to, I had to have another child. And I was so depressed. I ended up marrying the father of my aborted child. Our relationship was never the same afterwards. He was adversely affected, I I believe. Mm. Um, I saw him drink the first time that night. Mm. Very and I'd never seen that before. Mm. Um, so it affected me. That way I ended up um, getting pregnant on purpose. I had my son, which I'm so thankful for. I'm not thankful for the, the deception involved in his conception, but I'm so thankful. He's such a blessing. Mm. Um, it devastated my relationship with my mother, even though she was not involved at all. But I do believe because I had not honored my parents, as the Bible says, and I had so deceived them, there was a, it drove a wedge between my relationship, especially with my mom. And I couldn't ever understand what was going on. And even into my adult years, I would just cry sometimes and think, what is the matter with our relationship? Why can we not have what I perceived to be a healthy mother-daughter? I just longed for that. Mm. And it wasn't until I confessed my sin of abortion to her that we our relationship was healed and, and mm. restored, and it's wonderful now. Mm. I mean, it's amazingly different and you would never think that because she wasn't involved, but it did. Um, I had a very low self-esteem after that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I wanted to isolate myself. I could have just as easily stayed in my house and never gotten out. I didn't really, I didn't realize it, but I didn't want people that close to me. Mm-hmm. They might find out. Mm-hmm. Um, in church, I really believed I was the only woman in the pew. I did. I, I believed that I was the only woman sitting in the church that had ever made that choice. You know, once listening today may be thinking, now this is a strange topic for the Legacy webcast, which is the Sammy Tippett Ministries uh, emphasis on family, because this is a Christian organization, so why would you? But what what are the statistics of, of Christian women sitting in churches who have had abortions? One in three. Is that right? It, One in three. I mm. believe it. Mm. Um, whenever I'm in, you know, a group setting, um, I sometimes in my head, because women, since I have shared that, they will share with me. And do, every time it seems to be very accurate. Mm. Sometimes it's even more. And Dawn, sometimes it's not that it was it was a pre-marriage That's sexual right. Pre-marriage pregnancy, right. it can be after marriage, That's right. and just we don't need another child, and so we take that option. But the consequences can be amazingly the same. They are. They eighty percent of the marriages end in divorce hmm. after an abortion, hmm. and I think it's it's it just does something to you, and and typically. The couples don't talk about it. They just bury it. And so you're both grieving and you're both hurting and you don't think the other one is and you just want to, you know, abortion is a, a what people perceive as a quick fix to a crisis. And all it does is exchange one crisis for another crisis. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I believe 
that I, I want to say every, but I'm not going to. Most every abortion, I believe, is fear-based. Hmm. Even, even when a child, you know, the doctor is encouraging a woman to abort because uh, the child is not forming you know, properly or whatever. That's fear-based. It's, I can't, I can't take care of this child. Or fear of, I can't bring this child into the world. That's the worst thing for that baby. No, it's not. Or um, obviously a teen pregnancy or financial reasons. Or I just believe that so many mm-hmm. times it's just fear-based. And then it grips you then and it just continues to grip you mm-hmm. for years later. Well, and it's just a powerful force that you give ground to. It is. The spirit of death. That's right. Uh, Satan has come to steal and to kill and destroy. And um, I don't, you know, that's something that isn't made known in the media. You know, the secularists are not going to give any indication whatsoever that there are spiritual dimensions to this to this choice. But it's remarkable. Uh, recently, uh, here in the U.S., there was um, there was a, a woman nine months pregnant by her married lover, and he is he she disappeared and. And uh, he has been caught and charged with a double murder. And that's what they're saying. It was an an unborn child is now being termed legally, which it's it's a long time coming. But at least in this particular state, they're they're calling the the child in the womb, not a fetus, not just, um, you know, material, body material, but 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 a child, a human being. So he's being charged with a double murder. We we don't, you know, that just isn't isn't talked about that when you were a when you were a young girl and and in trouble trying to find a, an answer. It was it was never suggested that this is a human being. But no. the Word of God will state very clearly that while I was yet in my mother's womb, you know, the Lord the Lord knew me. That's right. And it give it just gives a point of access for uh, for a spirit of death. Mm-hmm. And all that goes with that to to somehow attach itself to that to that sin, believing that lie, and until that's covered in the blood of Jesus, that's there's right. there's still impact that a force of darkness can have against a life. Yeah. It's interesting. I heard another a friend of mine um, who has had multiple abortions. I heard her say, "It's the only crime committed inside a woman's body." And there is something very devastating about that. And I thought, oh, you know, there's a lot of truth mm-hmm. to that. Mm-hmm. We were created to nurture. And I heard uh, Rita Springer say um, that the womb is, uh, you'll know this better. What is the Hebrew or Greek word for womb? It's like protector or an, in compassion, are you something? Yes. I've forgotten. That's in right. The English and, transliteration. So that. you think. Yes, compassion, protector. And mm-hmm. how are we having compassion on our children when we're allowing them to be, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. And God didn't, He created that place to be a safe place. Yeah. And, um, of course, okay. the enemy loves them. I have a question here okay. because your, your story is such an example of this. This was a sin you created as a teenager. You came to know Jesus at 30, in, in your 30s somewhere. Mm-hmm. Um, and and we can as believers think when we come to the Lord and it's true that when we com- we ask Him to come in, He comes in to forgive us of all our sin. So, 
at that point, was the past, your past with uh, abortion, was it just dealt with on the day that you received Christ? No, it was not. Um, I continued to cry out to the Lord, please forgive me for that. Please forgive me. I didn't feel the need to ask for forgiveness for the other sins, but for the abortion, it was almost like that is too bad, too ugly, too horrible. He can't forgive that. I didn't logically think that, but I must have because I continued to think I had to confess that. And um, that's not the truth, you know. He is faithful and just to forgive all sin, but we have to repent. And that's that's what I also find. It's so easy to justify our actions. Um, I justified it for years, even though I knew it was wrong. The other women that I ministered to justify it, because how else are you going to live with a decision like that? So you began to, in your mind, think, well, I had to do that then. I, I you know... It's not the right thing and it's wrong, but I just had to. I didn't have any choice. Or I would always say, I wouldn't have my son if I hadn't done that. So how can, I mean, I know it's wrong. It's very confusing in your mind and you feel very conflicted. But no, that's not right. You know, he wanted my firstborn to be born. He wanted my son to be born. Um, So you have to come to that place of, you just have to stop denying it and stop justifying it and truly come to that place of repentance. And I think when you do that and accept his forgiveness and go through the processes, mm-hmm. you have to grieve too. Mm-hmm. There's just so many things you need to do mm-hmm. to, um, in your mind, get it right with the Lord. In, the, in our, our next the next episode of this one, Don, I want you to stay and, and do at least one more with us okay. as we can continue to talk. It, it would probably be good for us to spend some time on some of the steps that that can be taken to, to um, move from the place of that closet despair that can affect your whole outlook on yourself, outlook on God, outlook on people, outlook on a marriage. Um, and but move from that into in, in, into wholeness. But I think we, you know, with with the time that we've 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 got left, it would just be good, you know, for us to to uh, be able to encourage uh, women and and men um, who have been involved with or affected by um, abortion from the standpoint of of uh, trying to say in all capital letters there may be some legitimate reasons as to as to why you feel a distance between you and God or or why there are some things between you and your mate that just you can't put your finger on, but there's some, something's not right there. Mm-hmm. Uh, your mother had nothing directly to do with with what you did and and carrying through on, on the abortion, but there was something that you sensed had come between mm-hmm. between you and your mother. And when we're... But when we speak of this in terms of, of giving an inroad uh, for Satan, mm-hmm. actually to, to set up a, a stronghold sure. in, a, in a life, then it stands to reason that there are going to be difficulties um, mm-hmm. on this lateral level as well as, as, well as this way. I, I guess what, what I'm saying is I feel like there can be some folks listening, and this could be the key 
that you've been praying for. Lord, what's what's wrong here? What why why isn't my marriage maybe all that you we read in your word that that, that marriage ought to be? And but if there is something, if abortion has happened back in the past at some point, then and and it hasn't fully been dealt with before the Lord, then it it can have a residue absolutely that just affects. So it if if you're uh, I think one of the things in the Forgiven and Set Free ministry that again and again the women have have been able to say is, you know, it began to dawn on me when I heard some of these information, the, the, the points of information, the facts of how it can cause you to be uh, have nightmares and mm-hmm. and some of these that that whoa maybe maybe that is maybe that is the effect that this but it's something that you push. You know, you try to close a closet door on and keep it in that background. And that was when I was a teenager, not realizing that it that it the influence seeps out of that closet. That's right. Yeah, that's exactly yeah. right. Yeah. So be encouraged. You know, we we want it to be an encouragement to you that that the Lord may be just sending because He loves you. He doesn't He doesn't want you to stay in the place of misery and confusion and defeat. And and just feeling like that you're a second class uh, stepchild to him, um, he he does the Lord the Lord doesn't save uh, any perfect children. He 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 saves us all because we're sinners. Mm-hmm. And one of the categories of sin can indeed and is uh, the the sin of abortion, taking the life of an unborn of an unborn child, and it has effects. It's just gonna have effects, and Dawn is testifying to that. I, I, I thought as you were speaking a minute ago and just, just telling some of your story, you know, Paul, as, as, much, as much as the Apostle Paul uh, grieved over what the, the Jewish elders did to Jesus, the, the edict that the Sanhedrin passed that Jesus should be condemned to death, he, he made it very clear that they did what they did not realizing that they were taking steps to put to death the Lord of glory. Mm. If they had fully known what they were doing, they wouldn't have done it. That's right. But they just they couldn't see it. They didn't know. And he would say, I persecuted the church of God in ignorance. I, I, didn't, I didn't realize what I was doing. The mercy of the Lord mm. covers those places of, of ignorance and just, just not having wise counsel, taking bad counsel, doing what we do. It doesn't mean that it makes the sin any less wrong, but it does say there is mercy. Mm. There's mercy from the heart of God for sins that were done um, without fully realizing what was going on. I think in listening to your story, too, it's just obvious that that we so often, with any place of sin, we want to just look at the fruit and just you know pull the fruit off the tree instead of going to the root. Um, and there there are these tentacles of, you know, as you're sharing the justification of why you needed to do this, mm-hmm. the lying to try to cover it up, there's there's parts that the Lord really longs for us, not just with abortion, but with any place of of, uh, sin that keeps surfacing in our heart, you know, that we keep asking the Lord to forgive us, that he really wants us not just to remove the fruit. He wants an ax to the root. He wants us to be free. And and Jesus said, you shall know the truth and the truth will set you free. 
And so the freedom comes. Sometimes we can think, but but I asked Jesus into my heart, and I thought that was going to take care of all my past, and that I don't have to go back and revisit any of that. Well, the you know I remember in history, which wasn't one of my favorite subjects, I always thought, why do we have to learn it? It already happened. But they would say those who won't learn of the past are are doomed to. Um, Repeat it. That's right. Because we, and we find ourselves, maybe it's not abortion, but we find ourselves living in that same pattern that, that set up, uh, the, 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 the abortion. Um, and, and the Lord wants us completely free. I am so glad you said that because I, well meaning Christians, truly well meaning Christians will tell women, it's covered by the blood. You don't need to go back there. Don't, you know, just forget about it. Mm-hmm. But they do have to deal with it mm-hmm. before they can move on. Because there are so many ravages of the sin of abortion to a life. You've lost a child. You ha- Well, and we'll get to that in the mm-hmm. next segment. But there are so many aspects that have to be dealt with in that root and also the root of why did I do that in the first place? Mm-hmm. So you don't you you don't revisit another area of sin in your life as well. It may not be abortion, but you just need to begin to deal with to deal with it. Yes, mm-hmm. Jesus's blood covers the sin, but mm-hmm. the effects of sin are still there mm-hmm. and need to be dealt with. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, the verse that you will often quote that I never can remember it exactly, but because you, it, it's from the Amplified, and it's that Psalm turning those 32. pages. Yeah, th- th- mm-hmm. would you would you quote well, that Well, it, it just says, I think, I'm not going to get it completely right, but it's out of Psalm 32, and it says, When I kept silent about my sin, my bo- body wasted away, as with the fever heat of summer. But when I confessed my sin, and the Amplified says, continually unfolding the past until all is told. You forgave the guilt of my sin. And and that is such a picture of where we find that to, true release from a particular mm-hmm. place of sin is when, and, and the, I think that Psalm 32 starts out by saying, how blessed is the man whose sin is forgiven, who in whom the Lord does not impute iniquity, and in whose spirit there is no deceit. Mm-hmm. And so, so many times we are deceiving only ourselves when we think, well, I don't have to go back and I don't have to revisit mm-hmm. that. Maybe we don't revisit it, but it revisits us, right. you know, in, in many different ways. You actually came to know the Lord, were walking with the Lord, and shared a testimony about your abortion um, thinking that was a closed chapter. And it was another person that came to you and said, Don, have you really walked through this? Yes. Um, I thought because I was finally able to, I mean, it took me years to become, to be able to just share with one person, much less a multitude, that I'd had an abortion. So I thought, I'm, I'm fine. I am fine with this. So after sharing, uh, this precious woman of the Lord says to me, well, have you has the Lord revealed to you the sex of your child and have you grieved the name to your baby? And I am trying to smile and I am recoiling mm-hmm. inside thinking she's nuts and she's crazy and I mm-hmm. don't need to go there. And that's just, mm-hmm. but she had planted a seed. And during that same time, um, Lida, our women's ministry uh, director, 
approached me about a ministry, which I knew I didn't, but I did. So he was he began working on me in so many areas right then, and I realized then walking through the process of what I thought, I'm just going to start looking for ministry material. Well, the Lord knew I needed to be healed and go through some things, so he took me through those uh, as the ministry was developing. And um, I'm so thankful because I was not healed. That was the tip of the iceberg. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know that that phrase that that's the that has become the the, the name for this ministry, forgiven and set free. It, it's it's true that we can be forgiven, mm-hmm. but not set free. That's right. You know, and mm. and really, the cross took care of the forgiveness. Mm-hmm. That that handled that was the it was the perfect death. There there was there was no mm-hmm. sin not mm-hmm. covered. In that, in the death of the Lord Jesus, He doesn't need to go to the cross again and die for any new sin. That's right. It was covered then, but but what was needing to happen was the set free part mm. of that, the application of the victory, the finished work of Jesus on the cross, being, you know, seeping into those deeper layers, yes. and and where some things that were subconscious or we tried to just push them out of our minds, they needed to be conscious so that the blood of Jesus so the forgiveness the set free part mm. could could have its effect on those places and that really is what we're, ta- we're we're not we're not talking about that you've got to work your way back into favor with God or or there's some you know he he just loves to see us squirm and and wants us to be tortured it it isn't it isn't that but I was I was going to ask again you know so here's the fruit and here's the root what you know how do you what are, what is fruit and what is what is the root and and I guess I'm you know just in thinking back through that in the light of this that it's there there are some things that are that are very clear that can come as a direct result of the sin of abortion in our lives that we can have to deal with from time and if that but if that's all we deal with we're not really dealing with the root but where where we're we just lay hold of God Lord I want to be set free. Yes. At this, at at the place of the act of my sin, I want to know the freedom that realizing your forgiveness of that brings to my heart and brings to my life. And so you have to revisit it. Mm-hmm. You've got to go back to that place and and stay there, and until the Lord brings that sense of you're forgiven, you're released from from that. Amen. Mm-hmm. Well, I thank you for being a part of the Legacy broadcast today. And, Dawn, we just appreciate mm-hmm. you opening your heart, uh, not only to the three of us here in this room, but to the multitudes literally around the world that we're, we're believing are a part of the blessing of this mm-hmm. Legacy broadcast. And you might be asking the question, as Shirley raised, why, why uh, broach this subject? Why bring up this topic in a Legacy broadcast? Uh, Study or a legacy um, uh, approach to family. Well, it's it's because abortion just shuts off. It it cuts away at the opportunity to leave a legacy. Um, we leave the legacy to our children, and and the enemy does want to take um, our children mm-hmm. away from us and and take them out of the hands of the Lord to be able to to use them. Uh, for for his glory, so it's it's a very relevant subject, and as Dawn has said, one out of every three women.
typically in churches, uh, at least in our nation, um, have had have had an abortion, and so it's relevant to the Church of Jesus Christ in our day in this culture. And we'll we'll go a little bit further with this next week. We'll talk a little bit more about how how you can be brought out, how you can be set free mm-hmm. uh, from the consequences, from the pain, from the the shame of of abortion. Mm-hmm. Cheryl, could you lead us in a word of prayer as we as we finish today? Father, we thank you today that you do bring healing to our lives. Lord, we lift up Sammy uh, Tippett and pray that you would continue to heal him. And Lord, we thank you for Don Jackson and the healing that you have brought to her life. Lord, I just pray for those listening today, Lord, that. Um, have thought that that's just a closed chapter they don't need to revisit. Lord, I pray that you would, by your gentle spirit, give us ears to hear and eyes to see what you would be speaking to our hearts and faith, Lord, to embrace uh, the truth that you are giving us. Lord, we pray for uh, children and grandchildren, even today, that are contemplating the option of abortion. And Lord, we cry out in Jesus' name that you would intervene and you would protect uh, those those ones that would make those choices. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 God bless you again uh, in your walk with the Savior. And we'll look forward to seeing you next time. God bless you. Thank you. We hope you've been encouraged. If you'd like to hear more, visit sammytippett.org. There you'll hear podcasts, watch daily devotionals, and obtain books by Sammy that will ignite your faith, your love of family, and a passion to reach others.